for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. God is just so good. As we said last week, last week we kicked off uh, this series, Church on Woodward. Church on Woodward. And we talked about the design of the church. Uh, and we talked about how the design it was more than just the look and the feel of the subject matter, but rather it was how it functioned or how it worked. Then we talked about the design of this church. Somebody say this church. Revival Tabernacle. Say Revival Tabernacle. Come on, say Revival Tab. The Purple Church on Woodward Avenue. And, and as I said, next week we're going to be going out, and then the week after that we're going, to, we're going to have service there in the parking lot. But I just felt the lead of the Lord to just spend one more week before we do some activation and deal with a bit more of some in-house uh, cleaning regarding regarding this church on Woodward. Because how many people know that before God gives us more, we have to appropriately handle what he's already given us? In our text today, Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, it reads as this. It says, so then, while we have opportunity, somebody say opportunity, let us do good to all people. Watch this. And especially those who are of the household of faith. Mm. Let me just read that verse one more time. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Somebody say all people. And especially those who are of the household of faith. I just felt impressed in my heart to just talk about the caring church on Woodward. The Caring Church on Woodward. Philippians 2 and 4 says something like this. It says, uh, do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. And then in 1 Corinthians 12 and 26, it says, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. This verse highlights the need for community and fellowship within the body of Christ. Because see, we're all moving toward the same goal. And we need to look out and care for each other as we move forward. See, oftentimes... I fear that the church sometimes because it becomes a place of competition rather than community. And, and we have to uh, push that mindset aside and we have to adopt the mindset that you are my brother and you are my sister. And even though we're going to do things that will positively impact this world around us, we can't neglect the people that are right here with us already. I wish I had half a church that would say amen. So we got to rethink our motives 
if we, if we want genuine love to thrive in this place, if we want genuine love to thrive in this place, there's, there's some things that we need to kind of rethink. So we have to learn what, what Paul is really talking about here, and we have to get a good grasp on how to be especially good unto the household of faith. <laughs> how can we be especially good to the household of faith? I think that if we're really going to understand it, maybe we need to understand and identify who is the household of faith. Can I just talk for a moment and we just kind of walk through some scripture here? Let's look at Galatians chapter 6 and let's go back up to verse 10. Go back up to verse 10. No, 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 no. Let's go back up to verse 1. Let's go back up to verse 1. Because, see, God tells us to do good to all, especially those that are in the household of faith. So we need to understand who the household of faith is. So in Galatians chapter 1, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 1, Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, it says something very specific. It says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Verse 2, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that, we might that he might deliver us from this past evil, from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. This epistle, the book of Galatians, this epistle that we're reading today was written to the churches. The epistle or the epistles from Romans to 2 Thessalonians were written to specific churches. And when they were done, they would simply just change the salutation and send it along to the other churches in the other regions. And the word churches here is a very interesting note because it is the word ecclesia, meaning the gathering of people. The gathering of people. The early churches gathered in homes, not necessarily buildings like we have today or, or in temples as other churches are. Unlike this, 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 this transformed uh, movie theater, the Crim Theater, that ended up being transformed to a triple X, a Lux Crim, a triple X movie theater. And today we lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting, worshiping the God of our salvation in this place. But they didn't do that back then. They would get together in homes from house to house, but it was still called the church. <laughs> and the letters would be circulated among the believers in their fellowships. So the Galatians is written to the brethren who Jesus Christ, watch this as it says in here, gave himself for that we might be delivered. Ephesians also gives us a little bit of insight to understand who is the household. Somebody say, who is the household? Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is one book to the right. <laughs> to the right, to the right, 
To the left. Don't go to the left. But Ephesians chapter 1. It says this, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according to as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, somebody say holy, and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus himself, according to the good pleasure of his own will, to the praise and the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Something about those words together just really gets me excited. Ephesians is written to the saints and the faithful. <laughs> you got to be faithful in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Who have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. How many people in here are glad they've been blessed with some spiritual blessings? Chosen before the foundations of the world. Accepted, I'm sorry, adopted and accepted in the beloved. Look at somebody and say, that's us. Come on, look at somebody and say, hey, somebody else and say, that's us. He's, he's talking about us. <laughs> then when you look at Ephesians Go to Ephesians chapter 2. I, I want to just track us in the word today. Ephesians chapter 2, skip down to verse 19. It says, Now therefore ye are no long, no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. And of the household, there's that word again, and of the household of God. And are built up upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth. Look at somebody and say, I'm growing. Look at somebody and say, I'm growing. Don't, don't judge me by what you see about me right now, but I'm growing. I'm continuing to become all that he wants me to be, all that he has for me to be. I'm not done where I am. It's not where I'm going to end up, but God has predestined a place for me, and I'm continuing to move from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Framed together groweth unto the holy temple of the Lord. We're growing unto the holy temple of the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. You see, we are no longer as the Gentiles were, strangers, foreigners. Another, another page of the scripture says, alien to the commonwealth. No longer. Is that us? But we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. We are the building where Christ is the chief cornerstone. The household becomes 
the temple for God to live and manifest himself through. Did y'all catch that? We are the habitation of God. It's not this building. Because if we, the ecclesia, the gathering of people, the church, leave this building and go to Applebee's, guess what? Applebee's becomes the place where the church is. Y'all tripping over here. Let me talk to this side. If we, the gathering of people, the ecclesia, the church, the called out one, the separated ones, leave this building and set up shop down there at Tim Hortons, guess what? We are still the church. Who we are in Christ Jesus is not defined by where we come and gather to. Who we are in Christ Jesus and we is defined by who is in us. So glad that he's in us today. We are his habitation and the household that grows unto a holy temple of the Lord. We're continuing to grow. We're continuing to grow. So look at somebody and say, I'm, we are continuing to grow. Now you got to understand this. Now that we have identified who the household is, now, now we're going to really deal with how are we to be especially good. Somebody say especially good unto them or us. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Point number one, get this, write this down. I hope you have your Bibles and a notepad. Uh, I read a statistic today that said people that take notes in church will not have to wait in line when they get to heaven to get their mansion, but they can go right to the front of the line. So if you don't want to, if you don't like waiting, you need to take notes. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. That's not in the scripture. I didn't see that anywhere. Just thought it sounded good, and I figured I'd go ahead and say it because I really want y'all to get it. Somebody say, he just wants us to get it. He just wants us to get it. He wants us to get it. Number one, how, how to be especially good to the household of faith. Number one is take care of one another. Take care of one another. In other words, we have to help the more spiritually immature ones. And how many know that's all of us? <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Because see, all of us are immature in some areas. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. I, uh, all of us are immature in some areas or another. Somebody's always going to be stronger than me in some area or another. And so we have to take care of one another. Look at somebody and say, take care of one another. Romans chapter 15 says this, it says, we, verse 1, we then that are strong, 
ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Woo! See, you know what? See, 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 the Bible knows how to come and find us right where we are. Because, see, there are some people that want to serve just because they know what it will do for them. I'm going to go serve because, you know, I don't like being alone, so I just want to go and just serve just so I can be around some folk. Or, I, or I'm, I'm going to go and serve just because, you know, I need, to, I, I need to feel good about myself. I know that if I can go down to that inner city church on, you know, that purple church. You know that purple church on, well, you know, that's, in, you know that, that's the real hood. That's the hood. So we're going to go down up in there and we're going we gonna to serve in there. You know, they got war week coming back. And so we want to go and help some people, you know, and it's treated like a mission. No, 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 no. Listen to this. Listen to what the scripture says. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let everyone of us please his neighbor. The context is brethren, or in other words, those in the household. For his good edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. So we got to take care of one another. Got to take care of one another. Remember what, the book, what Paul says in Galatians 6 and 10? He says, do good to all, but especially those in the household of faith. You know, when I began reading this, it caused me to really take some, a serious look at how we operate as a church, as a church, because I think that at times we can be so driven to the outreach that we miss the inreach. That we know there are, there's a great need out there, but sometimes we neglect and, 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 and forget that there's sometimes there's a great need even among us. Say, so take care of one another. There are people in this house. I'm so glad to see Mother Alma Parthridge in the house today. Come on, let's give God some praise for one of our mothers here. I, there are people in this place that are sick and shut in. And you know because you don't see them. You know they're faithful, but if you haven't seen them, guess what? Something must be going on. I was blessed when we got the word about Brother Dave Bald and how when he had to go, when he had to be rushed into the hospital. And as soon as I got off work, I rushed to the hospital and I was there with Jerry and began to talk with Dave and minister with Dave. And as I was leaving, another brother was coming on in. Deacon Mark Bryant was coming on in to see about our brother, to see about the household of faith, to see about taking care of one another. Another. 
And sometimes they become so hard or so difficult because we all got so much going on. Let me tell you something. There is something about putting your thing aside and caring for someone else. God does something in that. When you begin to take care of his business, he begins to take care of your business. The Bible says that he that lendeth to the poor, he, he, he that gives to the poor lendeth to the Lord. Let me tell you something. If there's anybody I wouldn't mind lending something to, it's God. Have you ever let somebody borrow something and they borrowed it and they kept it for so long you had to borrow it back? I mean, like you forgot it was yours. Like you, you literally forgot that it, oh, oh, this is mine. Because they had it for so long. And maybe it wasn't that they were trying to, you know, keep it or get over on you, but they just forgot. I'm so glad that we serve a God who doesn't forget. And whatever is right, he will pay. So take care of one another. Number two, be like-minded toward one another. Be like-minded towards one another. Somebody say, no divisions. We got to come together on the word of God. Be like-minded toward one another. We have to receive each other to the glory of God. Let's stay right there in Romans 15. Let's skip down to verse 5. It says, now the God of patience and consolation grant you, watch this, to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. That ye may be one with mine, I'm sorry, that you may be with one mind and one mouth. Glory God, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 7, wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Receive one another. No matter if they're rich, receive them. If they're poor, receive them. Of a different race, receive them. They don't have the same political view as me, receive them. I don't like the way they talk on social media, receive them. Because, see, here's the beauty of the body of Christ. We all are different, but we all are a part of the same body. Woo! And the Bible says 
that every joint and member fitly joint together supplies one to another. Which means that somebody with a different view or opinion than me actually has something that I need. And I have something that they... But we don't get there if we allow our differences to stop us from coming together. It can be your own brother or your own sister. Scripture says, if they're in the household of faith, receive them. Maybe it's your in-law. Receive them. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in here. That's all right. Are they of the household of faith? Receive them. Um, this isn't just me trying to get you to do better. It's the word. Listen, and, and, and hear me good. Um, <laughs> this word does not change. It's the same. It's consistent, and it is the truth. And hear me good. Um, you can walk away from it <laughs> and say, oh, I'm going to go find another truth. When you come back, it's still going to say the same thing. Why? Because his word he says, I am the Lord, and I change not. Not only are we to take care of one another, not only are we to be like-minded toward one another, but also, watch this. I think that we should also share and distribute our excess and be of one accord. Share and distribute your excess and be of one accord. What are you talking about, Pastor? Okay, I'm going to show you. Because see, in the first century church after Pentecost, the church, the believers, the body of Christ would come together and help each other as they saw need, as well as eating together. You know, I just love the Bible where it talks. It always makes sure that there's moments for us to eat together. I got off track. All right, let me get back to what I'm saying. Anybody want to eat? No, okay. Um, <laughs> thank you, Brother Jefferson. If don't nobody want to eat with me. I know. I know you. I know.
they were of one accord and of one purpose. And then watch this. And the end result, do you know what the end result to, to that was? <laughs> y'all don't want to know. What, do y'all really want to know? All right, listen. Here, here's, here's what it was. The Lord added to the church daily. Woo! Okay, let me show you. Go to, go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Acts. So you have Matthew, then you have Mark, then you have Luke, then you have John, and then you have the Acts of the, of the Apostles. Acts chapter 2. I, I got to show you this because I never want you to leave out of here saying, well, Pastor Devin said, no, 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 no. The Word of God said, and I want you to, and I want to show you. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. I'm going to read down through verse 47. And all that believed were together. Whew. Now, see, we could, I could preach for about one straight, four straight Sundays just on and all that believed were together. Uh, come on, somebody. And, and had all things common. Did y'all see that? And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 47, praising God and having favor. That word favor translated into grace with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. That word favor, I said grace, it's the merciful kindness by which God exerting his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ. I like what the commentary says. It says, and keeps, strengthens, increases them in Christian faith. <laughs> in Christian faith, but not only that, knowledge, affection, and, and kindness to them in the exercise of their Christian virtues. I think we need to do a better job in, in, in not just how, what we do to people, but how we talk to people. There needs to be a grace and a fa favor and a grace in how we talk to our brothers and sisters. Is it praising God and having grace, merciful, kindness, turning people to Christ? Is my conversation doing that? Is, 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 is the way that I speak to you turning you to Christ? 
See, I, see, I believe that our speech and our actions are to be seasoned with grace, especially to the household of faith. Sometimes Christians treat other Christians so poorly. Not only do we have to take care of one another, I don't know how many more of these I'm going to give you all. Not only are we to be like-minded toward one another, but also share, distribute, and our, our excess to be on one accord. But I also think that we have to be uh, sensitive and aware of others. Sensitive and aware of others. Um, you got to really be interested in others. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. It says this, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, that's humbleness, let us or let each esteem other better or higher than themselves. I mean, I mean. Really, really, really ask yourself, because I know that sometimes we can hear these things, and we go, oh, I do that, oh, I do that, oh, I do that. I mean, we got that do that theology. Oh, I do that. But, I mean, you have to really ask yourself, when I dealt with that person at the door, did I, did I esteem them higher than me, or did I just expect them to give me that bulletin, or did I expect them to give me my offering envelope as I came to the door? Is that really showing an interest, showing a genuine interest in others? See, our attitudes and our actions are to be taking care of one another unselfishly without a desire of recognition. Pay attention to the needs of others. Because let me tell you something, the world is not going to take care of you. Our actions are not for selfish reasons but they are to be of benefit to the household. I said they are to be of a benefit to the household. And when you do that, listen to me good, God will make sure that you are taken care of. Are y'all hearing me today? I felt so impressed, I mean, over the last couple of days to just kind of make that change and begin really teaching on this because I believe that if we get this right, when others come in, this is what Jesus talked about in John 17. Listen, God, make them one. Just as you and I are one, God, make them one. And here's going to be the result. When, God, when they are one, God, the world is going to see and then they're going to know that I am who I say I am. Because only Jesus can cause us to love one another the way the world would say, there must be a God. 
I mean, come on now. I mean, let's be real here. I mean, all of us come from all type of backgrounds and situations and walks of life. And for us to become united in the spirit and in, and in mind and in deed and, 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 and deal with one another with words of, of grace I mean, and love one to another, caring for one another, they will look at us and they'll say, I have not seen anything like this before in all my life. That's right, because you have to have a new life <laughs> to experience what God really wants you to experience. Let me give this last one and then I'm done. Not the last one on my list, but it's the last one that I'm going to say because I, I really want to just take a moment and really spend a little time on this. I think that we ought to magnify the best in one another. I think we should magnify the best in one another. Go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4. Where's Philippians? So if you're in Galatians, then you go Ephesians, and then you have Philippians. The way I memorize those sequential chapter or books is go everywhere preaching Christ. After Philippians comes the book of Colossians. So that's the little acronym that I used to use or that I still use when I'm trying to remember where books in the Bible are. Just a little side, Buddha. Go everywhere, preach. Oh, there's Philippians after the everywhere, which is Ephesians. Magnify the best in one another. Philippians chapter 4, verses, verse 8 and 9. It says, and, and listen very, very closely to this. This is where we're going to end. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever. Somebody say whatsoever. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. Whew. It's interesting that it, when, when you look at verse 8, the way the writer does it, and I, I forget what the term of that is, but instead of just saying whatsoever things are true and honest and just and pure and lovely, he begins to really emphasize what he wants to get over to you. He's trying to really emphasize the truth. He says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That's powerful stuff. See, these two verses give us specific instructions for our thoughts. 
Somebody say the way we think. If we're honest, it's kind of trifling. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest about it. Sometimes the way we think is real messed up. But Paul tells us here, he says, listen, let me, let me help you develop your thought life. It says, when thoughts enter our mind, we line them up with the word of God. This is what Paul is teaching us, that when thoughts enter our mind, we are to line them up with the word of God. Is it true? Think on it. Is it honest? Think on it. Is it just? Think on it. Is it pure? Think on it. Is it lovely? Think on it. Is it a good report? Is there any virtue in it? Is there any praise in it? Notice that all the things that Paul has taught us or taught to us, every jot, every tittle, this is what the church in Philippi is saying. He's saying everything that Paul has taught us, every jot, every tittle of what he's trying to communicate to us, we are to do and the end result is that God, I'm talking about the very maker of peace and the one who gives peace will be with us. Did y'all catch that? See, the scripture says, and, and the God of peace, he is the maker of peace and he's the distributor of peace. <laughs> I've never used drugs, but I've talked to drug addicts. And they, sometimes they would tell me, they would say, you know, Pastor, when, when you know, sometimes when you find somebody that's, you know, got a good stream, I, don't know, I was like, well, what's a stream? It was like, they make good product. And I was like, oh, I get that. Okay. You just, you want to just keep, keep going to it because, you know, and they say, and I said, because you know what? And they say, well, because you don't want to get a hold of some bad stuff. I said, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> we have to understand that God what he has, he has it in unlimited measure. What he has, he is. And because he is, he can always provide what it is that we need. Because he is. Oh, I'm trying to make this plain. Because he is love, we can always go to him for love because he will give us love. Because he never runs out of love. 
when I need peace, I can go to him for peace because he is peace. When, 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 when I need provision, I can go to him for provision because he is provision. And I don't have to worry about the fact that you went and got your needs met because whatever it is that he has, he has it in an unlimited measure. See, I know this word unlimited is being tossed around by all the cellular companies, but don't be fooled. I used to work for one. And let me tell you something about this unlimited stuff that they throw out on, in the wireless world. If you hit a certain amount of usage, they'll begin doing what they call throttling you. In other words, they will take your speed down from 4G to 3G, and in some cases, 2G. But I'm glad that I serve the big G. That no matter what it is that I need, no matter if you got yours and if she got hers and if he got his, he don't run out, he don't throttle. I could have come to him last month. I could have came to him last year. I could have came to him last week. But every time I come, he continues to provide me with goodness and mercy. As a matter of fact, they follow me all the days of my life. Yep, they're right there. And I dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about in this place that has ever leaned and depended on God for something and, and, and you found yourself in a situation where for this time last week you needed the same thing and God so full of grace and so full of mercy didn't turn you away but he said I got some more for you. I got some more for you. I got whatever you need. God's got it. Look at somebody and say whatever you need God's got it. Come on, he'll give you love. He'll give you peace. He'll give you joy. He'll give you peace of mind. Whatever you need. Touch somebody and say, God's got it. God's got it. God's got it. He's got everything you need. And listen. And you don't have to worry about him giving you a bad piece. <laughs> because the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. I wish I had somebody that knew that they would taste and see that the Lord is good. I wish I had somebody that believed that, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name together. I wish I had about 15 more people that understood I'm going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. I'm going to come into his presence with singing. Why? Because I know he's the Lord. He is God. It's he that has made us and not we ourselves. I'm getting to the good stuff. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So I enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I'm going to be thankful unto him and I'm going to bless his name. I need somebody to get with me right now because the Lord is good. 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 
Oh, don't worry about Carlos. He got a birthday tomorrow. He'll be turning 45, and he knows the Lord is good. Come on, I see somebody to come on and give God some praise if you know he's good in this place. Somebody shout hallelujah if you know he's good. Stand to your feet in this place. So listen, as we continue to reach out, as we fulfill that part of the mission that God has given us to reach sinners, let's never forget about our brothers and sisters on the inside. God has called us to one another. Not that we're neglecting those, but it says, do good to all, but especially those. Especially those. Our community at Revival Tabernacle aims to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org.